Hi, I am Bob Tapper. I'm an actor, filmmaker, and travel blogger. After spending over 25 years in the corporate business world, it was time for a new life chapter. And I'm here to tell you that it's never too late, you're never too old, be courageous, and honor your passions. Welcome to my life abroad. Today's talk is about October 2023. I'm here in Durez, Albania, and it was an easy simple trip. I left Liverpool, took the train to Manchester. I stayed overnight near the airport. Next day, took a flight a couple hours from Manchester over to Vienna. And I had not been in the Vienna airport since March of 2020 when I was scrambling to leave because of the pandemic. And it was just so weird to be back in that airport because I spent so many hours there. It was just a crazy time. So, wow, being back in that airport. But I stayed overnight in Vienna, and then I headed over to Tirana. It's about a little hour flight, very quick. And there I was in Albania. So I spent one night up in Tirana. It was kind of nice because I could spend late afternoon, evening hours, just kind of walking around and getting a little lay of the land. Since I'm going to be there in November, it was nice to kind of figure out where things were. There's a neighborhood that I wanted to check out. I, at that time, had not booked my Airbnb yet, so I wanted to see where I wanted to stay. So it was nice to be able to spend some time in Tirana. Uh, back to the hotel, and then the next day, my Airbnb host from Durez here sent a taxi up to get me and took me down to Durez. A lot of taxis go back and forth between Tirana and Durez. It's a uh, probably 30 to 45 minute taxi ride if the traffic is okay, but there does tend to be some traffic at certain parts of the day for sure. So it can take up to an hour, but I think our ride probably took 45 minutes. The road apparently connecting the two cities is fairly new. Um, it's just, this is just a developing country. They're just getting used to more and more people coming in and the population increasing. And so they're dealing with those kinds of infrastructure issues. And it wasn't long and I was in Durez and I, my Airbnb is fantastic. For the first time in quite a while, I have my own Airbnb. I'm used to sharing spaces, but this Airbnb, I get all to myself, my own bathroom, my own kitchen, my own bedroom, and a beautiful view from the balcony of Durez. I overlook uh, Town Square, which is kind of where there's just a lot of hub of activity, a lot of people, uh, fountains, it's kind of a gathering place um, that people hang out in. And then I can also see the Adriatic Sea from my balcony. It's just a just a beautiful view of of the city, and I just love being here. And on top of that, being on the 11th floor, it's just man, a view that I know I'm not going to get tired of. So Durez feels a little bit like, well, it is a port city. So if you know California, like I do, it feels a little bit like Long Beach. And I feel that life kind of moves a little more slowly here. There isn't a lot of hustle and bustle. Uh, the streets are not particularly crowded with people. Not a lot of cars. People seem to walk everywhere. And there's no doubt that the cost of living is just much cheaper here, which is you know, it's good for some, um, but at the same time, it's not so great. I mean, it's it's good, especially if you're older, you know, there's only so much money that you have to spend. 
so they kind of have to keep the cost of living cheap here but at the same time the younger people and there are a couple colleges here so there's some young people you know they want to earn a higher wage and they're just never going to be able to earn that high wage here because expenses have to be kept low um, if tourism increases I mean tourists tourists can afford to pay more but the prices are low and I think that they see that they could sense that as tourism increases that they could increase prices but how does that affect the locals because they're not going to be able to pay any increased prices so I think that's kind of a a dilemma that they're going to have to work through over the upcoming years to see how that can be kind of balanced out. But the main thing is, you know, you want young people to stay. And if they can't earn the kind of kind of wages that they want to earn, they just end up moving elsewhere. So then you've got an exodus of people when you need people. It's a it's definitely a tricky balance. So after being here for a while, I ended up making a little list of pros and cons of Durez. I don't know whether Tirana is going to be similar. I think a lot of these, what I'm going to lay out here is going to be similar, but this is my experience anyway. Here in Durez, pros and cons, let me tell you, the number one pro has to be the sunny weather. It's just been a really nice month. And here I've noticed this when I was in Croatia as well. It seems like... I don't know if it's the Balkans or the Adriatic Sea, but they just get a blue, blue, blue sky that is just such a beautiful blue. Just a just a vibrant azure blue. Is that? I, it's a, It's just a nice. <laughs> it's solid blue, and it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous thing to to look at. The blue, and of course, looking as that plays against the the Adriatic Sea is just a nice combination. So the weather has just been great. Number two, gelato. I love gelato. There's gelato stands everywhere. Gelato is pretty inexpensive. Under you get a little scoop for under a US dollar, maybe 70 cents. Um, so gelato is everywhere. I love that. I love it's definitely a walkable city. Number three is the wide sidewalks. They just they, it's catered towards people walking. They have these nice little cobblestones and so forth. And it's just it's it's they're just extra wide meant for people to walk. Walking is just encouraged here. Number four has to be the palm trees. I love the palm trees. They're just everywhere. And it reminds me of California. And it's just so beautiful to see all the palm trees. Then lastly, the pros have to be some of the authentic food that you find here. There's a lot of Italian influence here because Italy is just kind of across the Adriatic Sea, so I think there's been a lot of Italians that have set up shop here. My There's an Italian restaurant that's literally 500 feet maybe from my Airbnb. I walk by it all the time. Spaghetti Luli, I think her name is Luli, probably. She's an older Italian woman, and it's a small place. There oftentimes is not a place to sit. But she's very friendly, and uh, you walk in, and it's ciao, ciao, Bella, and it's just, it's just a fun atmosphere. And you can see she, she'll come down and, and she'll sit with you and just kind of talk, you know, where you're from, and kind of get get to know you a little bit. Then she tells you what's on the menu, what she's made that's fresh that day, and then after she's finished talking to you, she'll get up and wander over to the kitchen, and she'll make you your <laughs> your lunch. And it's, I've never had more more fresh pasta than I have here. And it's so good. So her 
Lasagna was so creamy and delicious, and I loved that. The mushroom ravioli was really, really good, and you know, that pasta has just the perfect bite to it. Just incredibly good, and then they serve a nice big glass of red wine with it, and man, and then I had, she gave me some Rocky, uh, just one day, she must have been in a generous mood, gave me some Rocky, R-A-K-I, and it's a very, it's like 40, 50% alcohol, but she made it, you can, it can be homemade, and she made some spearmint flavored Rocky, and you just kind of sip on it after a meal, super good, love that, so authentic, and now let me get into the cons, all right, the first con that I just was not prepared for was the water. The water pressure, and I think this is an Albanian thing, maybe more in in Derez than Tirana, I don't know, we'll see. But it's kind of a lack of water pressure. You know, again, this area was not prepared to accommodate so many people, so you have so many people using a water system that was not designed for this many people. And so there are times when the water pressure in the shower is just not all that great. And so it's barely enough to kind of get you wet and you never, it's a crapshoot in the morning. It's like, am I going to get a full force shower pressure or am I not? You never know. So I had to kind of deal with that. It's just a little unpredictable. The next thing is the drinkable water. You cannot drink the tap water. Although I have had some locals tell me that you can, but I think it's probably recommended, at least if you're not from here, maybe that you don't drink it directly out of the tap. So a lot of people buy bottled water and or use a filter on the on the water faucet, uh, or you can boil water. So I've, I've done both. I've bought bottled water, and I've also uh, boiled water from the, uh, the coffee pot, just make a big full pot of water and then that's kind of always always brewing and so I always have fresh water that way too but it's um you know I'm used to drinking a lot of water and I'm kind of used to getting it out of the tap but not here the other con I guess this is maybe number three is English um I was told that people speak English here and I realize that there's a difference between people who know some English words and we can get what we have to get done through just using our words, (laughs) and that's one thing. The other thing is being able to converse in English. Whole other thing, and there's, I find not a lot of people, even young people, are really able to converse in English. Typically young people, I've always thought that they learned English in school, but someone was telling me that I think they have the option of learning English or French. Some people learn, choose to learn French. Um, So, yeah, having conversations in English was um, a little a little challenging and and um, not quite what I expected. And then next for the cons has to be the lack of major retailers. I mean, this is not a big city, so I don't expect Sephora and all those kinds of stores that I, you know, kind of enjoy going into the you know either H and M's and Apple stores and things like that. They just don't exist here. So there really is a lack of retailers. Um, there's also a lack of large uh, shopping, you know, like grocery stores, smaller grocery stores, and they don't always carry a lot of fresh fruit. So there's separate stores that just sell the fruit. There is a big farmer's market here that I went to that was 
boy, it was crazy with a lot of people, but you could get everything that you wanted to at the farmer's market. It's just a little different. I know in the UK, Sainsbury's and some of the other larger places there have everything. And so here you have to go to a few places in order to get what it is that you need. So that's different. And then the other, the last con has to be probably the food. It's kind of a pro and a con. So I had put that in the pros when it came to the Italian influence here. I know that Birek, uh, B-Y-R-E-K, that the sandwich that they make is truly Albanian, which is just a filo dough, wrapped filo dough around some various types of fillings. There's chicken and mushroom and cheese, and I think they do some sweet fillings as well, sweet and savory. But the Birek is, is very, they're like a dollar a piece, great little snack, very tasty. I mean, who doesn't like filo wrapped uh, you know, sandwiches. I mean, they're just, they're just really good. And if I wanted to make a lunch out of it, I could buy two or three of them. They're about a dollar a piece, so very affordable. I've seen a couple of souvlaki uh, sandwich places here, and I think that's part of the influence from Greece, since Greece is right next door. And of course, I've had some good seafood being next to the Adriatic. That's fresh. I've had some really good sea bass, and uh, there's one restaurant, there's this seafood salad that has some Fresh shrimp, so good. So the seafood is good, I must say that. And lastly, let me tell you about making friends in Duraz, Albania. It's been incredibly easy and incredibly fun. So I was having lunch at a restaurant and I overheard a few tables away, there was this guy that was speaking and I could tell that he had an American English accent. And so I struck up a conversation with him and he's a young teacher. He's on an exchange program here where he, he's teaching here for a year. And um, so we, and he had just gotten here. So we kind of struck up a little friendship and we were talking and he said, oh, by the way, we're, there's, we're doing karaoke on Friday night. Yeah, I'll do karaoke. And so I went and I met this a whole bunch of both locals and some expats. There's a Facebook group that, um, that Sam kind of advertises on, and that's where he, that's where the people find out about his little meetups, his karaoke meetups. And so we had a um, fun karaoke night, and I met a whole bunch of people from, um, some people from the States, some local people, and it was just a really, really fun group. Well, I love that. Then we met like a week later for, just had a regular, just a drinks, met for drinks and chat. And then um, I joined, uh, part of their group was involved in a beach cleanup every Tuesday. So I was involved in that. I just didn't expect it to be so easy to fall into this expat group of people. So much fun. So fun to meet people here that are from the U.S. and just other places around the world. It always leads to some really good conversation. So I loved that unexpected nice, nice thing to round out my time here in Durez. There are a couple local things that I did. I went to the amphitheater, the, the Roman amphitheater that's that's near here. I went to the Durez Sphinx, which is down by the promenade. It's down by the sea, and they had built this little structure that extends out into the sea. People can climb on it and have a really good time. It kind of represents the Egyptian Sphinx, so that's what they call it in being down there at sunset is just an incredible, incredible place to be just to see the sun setting on my blog, on my website. You can go check that out. So it's been 
an interesting, very different experience being here, but I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I got a lot done. It was just kind of life-changing month. I didn't know what to expect, and what I what I ended up doing was just uh, made for an incredibly memorable month here in Durez. So it's not going to be long, and I'm going to be heading up to Tirana, the capital of Albania. I'm going to be there for the month of November. Well, that's it for now, and please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to click on the episode link in the show notes to see pictures and videos from this podcast. There's links to my socials and also a link to my Patreon page where you can support this podcast and join my community if you'd like. And you can double your life abroad experience by signing up for my free monthly blog sent directly to your inbox every month. Sign up at bobtapper.com. Thanks for listening.